0: Welcome to A Course in Miracles Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> Oh my goodness, spirit is so abundant and good. Yes, so important to ask for what we'd like, declare what we'd like, be focused on what we'd like instead of what we don't like. So uh, in the last episode, I changed topics early on. It just came through like lightning, uh, clear as a bell, uh, to use different (laughs) metaphors. And it was so clear, change the topic, go a different way. So um, I've learned to do as spirit guides me. And then this morning, as I was waking, I had this question in my mind. When am I going to go back to... The obstacles to peace because I had really I I did part one and part two on the obstacles to peace and then I, I got set that aside do these other things okay that was weird but hadn't happened before that's okay and then um, in the last episode I got set that whole thing aside I thought do I do you record the whole beginning again no no just let everybody see the process that it's okay it doesn't have to be seamless and perfect in some way that's not really doable by other people let let people see that you're transparent so i said fine i don't care i mean that that is my thing to a large degree transparency just live your life Jennifer and other people will observe and maybe people will take from it uh, the things that you're sharing and learning and discovering as you go and that that will bring benefit to them they'll apply it in their life so that that's my thing so uh I don't know, 10, 15 minutes into the podcast, go in a different direction. And it was so crystal clear. So I did that last week. I set aside the obstacles to peace part three. I'm not sure how many parts there will be, but I set it aside and I got, come back to it, come back to it today. And it's so funny because I woke up this morning and it was one of the things in my mind right away. I wonder when I'm going to go back to the obstacles to peace. Okay. And then I got yeah, do do a podcast episode this morning. Okay. I'll do that. And then sit down. Okay, what's the topic? Obstacles to peace. Go back to obs okay. <laughs> All right. So, there's a little bit of my process. I I wish I could say I've totally learned not to argue with the higher wisdom. But I think I've mostly learned that. I've had so many examples of where I had an idea from my personality of something that would be good. And so I worked very hard to bring it to fruition. And in the midst of it, feeling you're making this happen from your personality And just observing myself. Okay, yeah, but it does feel like a good idea. It does feel like it's going to bring a lot of benefit. Yes, it's a good idea. Yes, it will bring a lot of benefit. And still, it's not what I hear in my mind now is my idea. So it's not the higher holy spirit self's idea it's an idea born of the personality and so one of the things in my journey that i'm most grateful for is being able to distinguish the frequency of personality ideas versus my ideas that higher holy spirit self idea inspiration divine guidance and direction so This is one of the key things that we work on in my programs is being able to distinguish the difference between the ego personality thought and that higher Holy Spirit, self intuitive, divine guidance, inspiration, the guidance of the angels and all the beings to really be able to discern the difference vibrationally. Of these two streams of thought. And it is absolutely life-changing. To be able to recognize the difference. And if my life is... a uh, uh, An example, not the highest example, surely, but an example. What I can tell you is that with practice, I learned with uh, more failure than success, I learned to go with the higher vibration. I learned that I'm more interested in the higher vibration. Because, as we're starting this new year, and I recognize I keep getting I haven't prayed, but my higher self keeps saying don't don't worry about that, you can always pray you can pray whenever you want, but don't keep going right now, as we're beginning this new year, I feel so strongly it is A different kind of a year. I've talked about it before. It's numerologically, it's a seven year. Seven is the number of truth. It is the number of spirit. So let's, what I'm getting now is, let's give this year to spirit. I mean, I, I do that every year now. But if that's not how you've been living, just this one year. Make spirit number one. You will never regret it. You will never look back and think, oh, I could have accomplished so much more if only I had just stayed with my ego goals. What I have found and witnessed in myself and so many other people, when we put spirit first, the highest and best for the personality will automatically unfold in particular i'm thinking now of all the people in masterful living over the years who have told me things like i don't know how it happened but i have five times more clients or i have i've made four times more money this year than last year i i if anything i did less marketing not more Uh, I'm thinking of the people who uh, saved a ton of money because they went off medications, that they no longer need it. And so when we do the, the clearing of the mind, clearing the mental and emotional clutter, and we're no longer looking at our life, feeling our life, experiencing our life through the toxic lenses of the meanings we made of things in the past and reenacting them, reenacting them, reenacting them with great despair and then self-medicating or withdrawing and, and losing whole days and weeks and months to... Uh, upset because we feel so horrible about ourselves when we're no longer occupying our precious mind the mind of god our time our energy our resources to managing and coping with all of that distress and the endless needing wanting craving and and aversions the addictive compulsive tendencies and and you know, resisting the temptations when we're no longer doing that, life is so much more productive, and people are naturally drawn to us because they really are in that moment of in Harry Met Sally in the deli when uh, the meg ryan sally character is faking the orgasm and um the woman in the deli says i'll have what she's having it's people are observing us and they're they're thinking i'll have what they're having that peace that they're having that laughter that they're sharing that sense of harmony And prosperity that they're experiencing. I'll have some of that. It's abundant. It's everywhere present, omnipresent, omni-active. The peace, the harmony, the prosperity, the abundance. And we can tap into it. So this is what we're coming back to today with... The part three of the obstacles to peace. And we're going to talk about the attraction to guilt. Yes. So let's take that breath of love and gratitude and place our hand on our heart. So grateful and thankful that we can surrender the thoughts of lack, attack, limitation and separation. So grateful to allow ourselves to fully be present To open, to receive divine insight and inspiration right here, right now. So grateful that we don't have to figure anything out from the level of the personality. That we can learn to allow spirit to lead us and guide us to the highest and best. So grateful and thankful that this is our path of expansion going from glory to greater glory, living God's infinite goodness as our very life, as every conversation, every thought, every choice, every activity born of the infinite love that life has for itself. We are the love of God, and we are grateful and thankful to recognize This is already so. We're already free. We're already as holy as holy can be. And so we're standing in the full willingness to recognize the truth and to release any attachments we have to the story we have made up, the sad, sad story. We are grateful to let it go and to live in the light. We share the benefits with all. We let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Hmm. All right, let's dive into this. So, picking up right where we left off in the part two of the obstacles to peace. I was talking about the. Using that the idea that there's a wall of shadows that is blocking the light, keeping us from the light. How can the shadows keep us from the light? The shadows are the thoughts that we've made up, the illusions and delusions, the stories. So they're just shadows. Shadows do not have more power than the light, right, than the sun. So this is the point, he says. Uh, no, uh, this is paragraph six. It's chapter 19, section 4A, paragraph six, where he says, No illusions stand between you and your brother now. Look not upon the little wall of shadows. The sun has risen over it. How can a shadow keep you from the sun? No more can you be kept by shadows from the light in which illusions end. So in the light, illusions end. In the light of the Christ, the illusions end. The light of the Christ is in our mind. It's eternal, infinite Light that is our true identity. So we decide when illusions end. We decide when we become more interested in the truth than in the shadows that we have so carefully constructed. And just think about it this way, that how can a shadow have more power than the light? It's not possible. I so appreciate when Jesus just makes it plain and clear. No more can you be kept by shadows from the light in which illusions end. Every miracle is but the end of an illusion. Such was the journey, such its ending. And in the goal of truth, which you accepted, must all illusions end. So this is one of the themes, in a sense, of A Course in Miracles is that you cannot fail to rise up because you are not in charge of the journey. All we have to do is be willing. We do not have to figure any part of it out. We just have to remain in that consistent willingness. And so this is where the mind training is. If you're starting out with A Course in Miracles, if you're coming back to A Course in Miracles, remember this thing. Your job is not to figure out how. Your job is to allow. So we are willing. I am willing to let whatever this is that's causing my distress go. I am willing to release this attachment to this story that I am unlovable, that I'm unworthy, that something's wrong with me, that I'm a failure, that nobody's ever going to love me, that I'm stupid. I'm going to let that go. I am willing to let it go. I don't have to figure out how to let it go, because my willingness is all that's required. Hallelujah. Praise God. Then he says, the little insane wish to get rid of the Holy Spirit whom you invited in and to push the Holy Spirit out must produce conflict. And we know that, right? Don't we experience that conflict On a moment-by-moment basis, surely a daily basis, I used to feel it all the time, this incredible conflict and distress that I'm reaching for that higher Holy Spirit self to remember the I am that I am, that highest wisdom that is my true identity, my true nature. I'm reaching for it. I'm studying A Course in Miracles. I'm studying science of mind. I'm doing these practices. I'm trying and trying and trying and trying. And then... In between every moment of trying and reaching and striving... I am choosing to say I am a victim of the world. I am a victim of my family. I am a victim of my friends and my sweethearts and my lovers and my children and my parents and my this and my that. My job and my boss and my body and my finances and my ugliness and my fat and my depression and my this. I'm a victim of all these things back and forth, back and forth. And it is definitely producing enormous conflict. And we're going to keep doing that until we cannot stand the conflict anymore. And then we just do what I'm suggesting to do this year. Just give God a year. Give God this year, not some other year, this year. So if you're listening to this 10 years from now, and it's November, start where you are. It doesn't matter. It's just pages on a calendar. But here, January 2023, we're entering into a seven year numerologically. Let's ride the wave and make truth the most important thing, spirit the most important thing. I trust me, you will never regret it. However, If you're doing it from an ego perspective, that is not the same as making truth the priority. It is not the same as making spirit the priority. If we're doing it from, I am going to study a course of miracles and learn a course of miracles. No, that ain't it, kid that ain't it kid I always come back to that line in my head because I worked on the show chorus line for years and years and I've seen it I don't even know how many times and um, there's the the this one of the songs has that line that ain't it kid that ain't it so um, yeah hmm If the ego is driving our spiritual practice, it will not work. And there is the obstacle to peace right there. So that's what we were talking about in the last episode on the obstacles to peace. The insane desire to get rid of that higher Holy Spirit self is an obstacle to peace. And he writes here, this is where in... Chapter 19, Section 4A, Section A, within Section 4, Paragraph 7. As you look upon the world, this little wish to get rid of the higher Holy Spirit itself... Uprooted and floating aimlessly can land and settle briefly upon anything, for it has no purpose now. Before the Holy Spirit entered to abide with you, it seemed to have a mighty purpose, the fixed and unchangeable dedication to sin and its results. Now it is aimless, wandering pointlessly, causing no more than tiny interruptions in love's appeal. So... That's what we can get to. We can get to this place where the 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 conflict that I was just talking about between choosing our holiness and choosing to see ourselves as sinners and victims of the world, the conflict that going back and forth, oscillating between being interested in those two completely opposite ideas about ourselves, our holiness and our sinfulness, uh, that conflict ultimately it will dissolve and resolve. That's what I've seen in myself. That I'm no longer I no longer at all believe I, I'm unworthy of love, that I'm bad, that I'm a sinner. That does not ever get triggered in me anymore because it does not reside in me as near as I can tell. I I there are certain aspects of my personality that are still Um, less than ideal but the I am that I am is not subservient to the personality it doesn't go that way anymore I don't have these personality eruptions that are so Extended and awful that I end up feeling like a sinner and a victim and a loser and all of these things. That does not occur anymore. I, I It's amazing to me that... I, Jennifer Hadley, could ever have reached this point. I didn't accomplish it from my personality. It's not even possible to accomplish it from the personality. So that's why I'm saying if you're trying to study A Course in Miracles to understand it better, that is not the point of A Course in Miracles. The point of A Course in Miracles is to cultivate an Ongoing and consistent willingness to simply turn away from the ego thoughts. The book is written in us, it's already written in us. We don't have to learn and study it. And I know sometimes I talk about learning it. Uh, or understanding it but that is not what we are called to do that's what the ego personality thinks will work and get us there but it is not it is not what will get us to where we want to go is living it and the only way to live it is to be willing in this moment and the next moment and five seconds from now and a minute from now and five minutes from now and In this moment, right now, it is time for me to take a break. If you want to join me in this moment-by-moment living of it, come join me in Masterful Living this year. Registration is still open. Come get it while you can. Because we close registration for the year. And you can join us right now. This is the year for it. Let's do this. This is going to be the most extraordinary year in our memory. I mean that. I feel that. Let's do it together. All the details at JenniferHadley.com. And I'll be right back with more Course in Miracles. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles. Living the love, walking the talk. All right we're back and uh, talking about the obstacles to peace. One of the things that i'd like to point out uh from what I just shared where Jesus was talking about miracles. Just a reminder that what Jesus tells us in a course of miracles is that the miracle is when we give up our attachment. To the ego thought system, and then we make room for, we have an opening in our awareness for the truth to rise to the surface of the mind we we trade the ego thought for the truth that is the miracle and when we do that then it's going to manifest and demonstrate in our life experience so for instance here's an example Uh, so I'm talking about what Jesus says in paragraph six of this chapter 19 section 4a Paragraph six, he says, every miracle is but the end of an illusion. Every miracle is the end of an illusion. So when we're no longer interested in the illusion of our sinfulness or the illusion of our unlovability or the illusion of our um, foolishness or uh, stupidness or whatever it is that we've carefully, carefully constructed as a an image a false image an illusion as part of our personality that we've constructed part of what I I like to refer to it as that Frankenstein monster remember the monster wasn't Frankenstein Frankenstein was the doctor that constructed the monster the creature uh, as I believe Mary Shelley called it in her book so uh these aspects of the creature, the per- ego personality that we have constructed, when we let that illusion go, then the miracle is there. It's that clear recognition of the truth. And when we value the truth, we recognize the truth, that's the aha now think of it this way, I remember one year, I've, I've mentioned this a number of times because it just struck me so beautifully that what someone shared in, at the end of the year in Masterful Living, this is like 10 years or more ago, uh, he said, I said, so what's been great for you this year that you really value? And uh, he said, he took a pause and he said, now... When I have an aha, I get to keep it. It doesn't fade away. I don't forget about it and have it again and again and again. I get to keep it. So if we think of our our surface mind, our surface awareness, that what uh, Jesus calls consciousness, uh, the first step away from... Uh, our true reality is consciousness the separation begins with the the experience of consciousness having consciousness rather than simply being aware of the our mind is the mind of god infinite awareness so consciousness is the first step away from unity in our mind The separation begins with consciousness. So in our consciousness, when we are holding on to these beliefs, not truth, but the beliefs, the perceptions, the projections, the ideas that come from perception, and uh, we let that go, we let the shadow go, there's more space for the light. The light's always there. We're letting go of the cloud that covers up the light. So our job is simply to be willing to let the clouds dissipate. Spirit will take care of moving which clouds where and when if we're just willing to let them all go. So that's where I like to place my focus, letting them all go. So, but what happens is we value this idea that we're a loser. And so we experience it again and again and again. Here, paragraph eight, he says, The feather of a wish, this tiny illusion, this microscopic remnant of the belief in sin is all that remains of what once seemed to be the world. It is no longer an unrelenting barrier to peace. Now, this is chapter 19, so this is far along, but this is what we're going for. And I have to say, this is what I'm experiencing. So, in fact, I would say even more than this is what I'm experiencing now. If you've been listening to this podcast for the 13 years, I forget. Yeah, it's something like that, that I've been doing it since 2011. Then you've heard the shifts and changes in my consciousness. Of course you have. They're right here for anybody to hear. So um, what I can tell you is I used to get triggered and it was horrible. Horrible for me. It was like a gut-wrenching, searing, torturous pain in my solar plexus, literally. That's where I would feel it, this horrible, horrible pain of I'm a bad person. I'm not a good person. I, I can't seem to get rid of this belief that I'm a bad, bad person no matter how good I try to be, no matter how loving I try to be, I still have all these mean, mean, vicious thoughts. I still have all this negativity. I can't seem to clear it out. It must be part of my true identity. I think I'm fundamentally evil and there's no cure, no hope for me. The best I can do is try to hide it and cover it up. And that... Belief, which was so core to my personality, the unworthiness, the lack of goodness within me was so core to my personality. I would just feel sick about it. And then out of that sickness, I would, oh my goodness. I would fall, like falling into a pit of self-medication, and I've been thinking about this least recently uh, because of the the new year. Just noticing, contemplating the the ways in which my life is so completely different the ways in which i feel so completely different in my body in my relationships in my finances in all the activities of my life and doing the 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 um uh preparing uh to do to start masterful living again my year long course uh gosh i just love this so so much oh my gosh it just, just is <sighs> So much my answer prayer, I'm living in the answer prayer, and this is what I I wish for you. But I've been contemplating how I used to feel so uh, addicted to things like kettle corn and alcohol and just many different things that I would be um, compulsively, addictive, addictive, compulsive temptations that would just... uh, just throw me to the ground and I would feel like such a spiritual loser and I I've been contemplating more and more uh, how did that fall away what actually occurred in my mind because the more I let go of false beliefs the more clearly I can see how it really works And this is why Jesus is our guide and why if we forget about studying it, just forget about that and just pick some parts of it and live it. Dedicate yourself to living it. Moment by moment, every day, you will transform your thinking. You will become miracle-minded. You cannot fail. Spirit will lift you. Mother, Father, God will carry you, and you will realize that you are living your very best life, and you will love it, and you will be so grateful you will weep and weep and weep with joy. I know this to be so because I have proved it with hundreds and hundreds of people and so uh it's not everybody that's willing to be dedicated it is not easy not saying it's easy it is challenging it is the most challenging thing you will ever do in your life and it can be done it can be done and it is so much easier with mighty companions so come join masterful living while you can While you can, come join us. (laughs) You can always leave or quit if it doesn't work for you. So book an exploratory call with one of the spiritual counselors if you have any questions and you're not already convinced this is the year for you. All the details at jenniferhadley.com. Yes, yes, yes. So here we are. The feather of a wish, this tiny illusion, this microscopic remnant of the belief in sin is all that remains of what once seemed to be the world. So in other words, we, when we begin this journey of awakening, accepting the atonement for ourselves, accepting the perfection, the wholeness, the unity of all life, the all good, all the time, as we, we allow ourselves to accept that this is the truth, we become willing to accept that this is the true truth. The attachment to the belief in sin f- begins to fade. And we start to realize, as I can see now, that back in the day... I was so focused on what I didn't like and what I didn't want and what I thought was bad about myself and life and everything else. I was not focused on the truth. I did not value the truth. I was focused on my perceptions and I projected it onto everything. So he says, when we're doing this work, again, this is chapter 19, we're into here. It is... No longer an unrelenting barrier to peace. And that's what I have found. It's no longer an unrelenting barrier to peace. So right now, if you're not experiencing a lot of peace, be willing. Focus on your willingness to simply hand to the Holy Spirit all perceptions and projections. You don't have to figure out how to let them go. Our job is not to figure out how it is to be willing to allow so in that place of allowing he he says it's pointless wandering makes its results appear to be more erratic and unpredictable than before so in other words the more we let go of the attachment to the illusion of a false self the personality that has been constructed, the more we release our attachment to that, the more we have willingness to see ourselves as the I am presence, as the higher Holy Spirit self, that that inherent infinite wisdom intelligence the love the compassion the joy is our true identity the more we're willing simply to accept that the more the illusion of the small selfish self fades and dissolves and it seems more erratic and then unpredictable than it ever did and when we have Even just a modicum of that clarity, we realize, I don't want that anymore. There's nothing about that that I like. And then we get triggered into some false belief, thinking we're sinners, thinking that we're bad and we're wrong. And we grab back the erratic, unpredictable, painful thoughts and behavior. And we act out from it. And then we realize, ugh, I, I dislike this. I do not want to choose this anymore. So then we see the contrast of when we were choosing peace and compassion and love and joy and freedom and wisdom and clarity and harmony and prosperity and abundance and wholeness and creativity and beauty and all the good that God is. And we see that contrasted with thinking that we're bad and wrong and sinful And we begin to realize there is a better way, and we have found the better way, and we just keep choosing the better way. And then we become a vibrational match for the better way, begins to feel comfortable, and the old way feels too uncomfortable because it's no longer familiar like it used to be. This is what I see at the end of every year in Masterful Living is people are telling me I no longer feel comfortable being upset. I can no longer tolerate being upset. I've discovered I can be at peace. I can be loving and compassionate even when I feel like people are challenging me. I feel the impulse to want to be right, to make them wrong. I am not choosing that. I am choosing to go the way of love, to go the way of peace, to go the way of compassion and harmony. And recognizing the cry for love in my own heart and in my brother, sister, mother, father, daughter's son's cry for love. I can... Meet our collective cry for love with love. Because I am willing and that higher Holy Spirit self will provide everything else that's necessary for us to rise above the battlefield. And that is how it works. So it's wonderful when we can see that choice is so clear. I can choose peace instead of this insanity. I can choose peace instead of unhappiness and depression and misery. And I love that. He says, what could be more unstable than a tightly organized delusional system? Its seeming stability is its pervasive weakness, which extends to everything. The variability the little remnant induces merely indicates its limited results. So one of the ways that I have found very helpful to comprehend what he's talking about here is When we're going back and forth between choosing peace, choosing love, or choosing uh, separation, choosing lack and limitation, choosing resentment and regret and littleness and and the stinking thinking, when we're going back and forth between choosing the peace of God, choosing the stinking thinking, what we notice, just the back and forthness, is we, we don't ever feel balanced. We are always uh, feeling off balance when we're oscillating back and forth between the peace and the pain. And that's a great thing. Thank God for that. Because going back and forth, we are not feeling the stability of standing on the rock of truth. Instead, we're feeling the instability of being conflicted. We say we want the peace of God, but then we want to be right about this. We say we want the peace of God, but then we don't want to answer the cry for love with love. We want to smash them and blame them for how we feel. Attack them or ourselves Uh, Punish ourselves, punish others. When we are oscillating back and forth between recognizing the cry for love or being that expression of love, that oscillation indicates we feel off balance because we're oscillating. And that's how we know that we can be more consistent And we're reminded, yes, consistency is valuable. When we start this journey, inevitably everyone feels that that consistency is just too hard. Oh my gosh, so hard. I can't be consistent. No way. No way, no way. No way, Jose. Uh, I know I've shared before that uh, when just the thought of giving up all your complaints in the beginning... Whoa, I can't do that. I can't do that. But as we do actually give up the interest in complaining, we see, oh yeah, you know what? I think I I could live a life without complaints. I could. I'd like to do that. I'd like to see how that feels. I'd like to know what that's like. One of the things about really, truly working these principles with the mind is that it's so very different from just studying. It's so completely different. I remember having conversations with David Hoffmeister a decade ago and talking about how it's, 99% practice and 1% study. The study isn't necessary. It can be an ego occupation. We like to say, oh, I did the lesson today. But just reading the lesson isn't doing the lesson. It's not. And reading the lesson if it gives you a sense of satisfaction, that's ego. Because it would be more effective to just once in your day see, I can go the other way right now. Right now I can choose peace instead of entering into this argument with this person about nothing. I could choose peace Instead of self-medication, I could choose peace and I'm willing to choose peace even though I don't know how. I'm willing to allow spirit to guide me. I saw this thing on TikTok where this woman was giving tips of how to stop the urge to purge. Uh, or binge eat and then purge and um, and that's something I in my 20s I had an issue with uh, binging and purging and uh, not a huge one but still it was something that happened I felt out of control binging and and then I would purge i would vomit up all the the whatever ice cream and stuff like that that i had binged and um, now i can see that it was a way of punishing myself reinforcing my unworthiness and how wrong and bad i was i didn't understand it at the time this woman on tiktok was sharing to uh, get a bowl of ice water put your face in the ice water And uh, hold it there, I guess, for a breath or, you know, and then breathe and then put it back in, something like that. I didn't look at it that closely, but it stuck in my mind. And what I can say now is that partnering up with the Holy Spirit, that's what I learned worked for me to interrupt that impulse to to binge to self-medicate with anything at all just pause and say to myself or say it out loud be still and know i am god i am that i am i am not going to lean upon the resources of the personality i am partnering up with that higher Holy Spirit self. I am invoking the Holy Spirit right here and right now. I am choosing to go the other way. I am willing to make the shift. I am making the shift. I am making the shift It is happening now. It's not in the future. It's right now. And even though nothing might be happening, something definitely is because of our willingness. Oh my gosh, there's my time. Mm. Let's pray. So grateful and so thankful for the good of God shining in our heart and in our mind now and forever. We let it go. We let it be. And so it is. Amen i you.